Hello, good people. Welcome to the Small But Massive podcast. This is a short series of six podcasts capturing voices from the Spurns. My guests were Anne McAllister, Ollie McQuigan, Hugh McKenna, Paddy Gray, Lawrence O'Kean, and Damien Hearn. All well-known people in the local community. These people were involved in music, dance, filmmaking, the arts, and business. All things that Glasgowbury is doing now in the Corn Store Creative Hub. So check it out, good people. Thanks to the Department of Communities, Arts, Culture and Heritage Fund for supporting the making of this series. Q McKenna, you're welcome to the Small But Massive podcast. Uh, you're a father, brother, school friend and Irish dancing teacher. Uh, thanks for coming along. I should say all round nice dude. We've known each oh. other a long time. I, should say, I think I said friend on there. I'll say friend again with an echo. I have you to know? say hello. Uh, you're welcome. So Q, so we're doing a few community podcasts and we're... I suppose taking in leaders from the area that would be uh, leading in different fields. Uh, so we're different people coming in and telling their stories, people from the past yeah. that you'll know. And then there's people like your good self, who is an Irish dancing teacher. Uh, you uh, come from a family of seven. Uh, Colm, your big brother, uh, rest in peace, Colm, is uh, not yeah. with us anymore. Uh, yeah, Barry, Malachy, Jared, and then uh, Q. Named after your father, yep. but like myself. Named after your father. Named after yep. father. Is it a is it a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it uh, must have been at that time. Like I think I think it must have been. It must have been the norm. <laughs> that's, just. that's what uh, you did. Like that's how they must have just run out of names. Cause they, no, I was just come after myself. <laughs> they must have looked down to the. You'll tell you what. That looks like a cue. That looks like a party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a face that so looks like me. But you know what? Uh, you do look like your father and mother as well, and I suppose, and some would say, I look like yeah. my father as well. So. Going back to, uh, to you went to St. Mary's. So yeah. when would you have first uh, started Irish dancing? Because I, look, I was in your class, right, and I think it was really young, you know what I mean? It was it was, just, well, I started, I think, I was, went to my first class when I was about three or four. So did. And um, obviously to Seamus Kerrigan here in, in Riverton. Um, because my mother had danced. Oh, I didn't know that kid. Yeah, she danced for Seamus Kerrigan. That obviously go. nothing major like, but and then my father's side of the family, he had an aunt that taught Irish dancing somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah. So it was in both sides of the family. I was so, in, so it's in the blood. It was connected. It was in the blood. Yeah. And then I say like that. Colin was that, that, that had started dancing as well. I remember so Colin yeah. dancing. Yeah, he danced, and then I, obviously I was sent. Then. The other brothers, when they came along, Barry, Barry Malachy and Jared, they went. So the whole family then was the steeped in there. Yeah. Uh, did I know? And dance. I think it was more like the same because of the friendship my mother and father had with Seamus Kerrigan. Yeah. My father worked with Seamus Kerrigan in the furniture business as well. So yeah. I think that tied everything in. Yeah. So the, the connection was there from earlier on. Yeah. And so yeah. when you were in, say, around that time in uh, the likes of... Uh, with Mr. Kerrigan and the dance. So would that would that same time with the likes of Una McGuigan and uh, um, Patricia McSwigan? Yeah, uh, school Una of dance would have been there. They 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 were both were both there at that time. Both taught by Seamus Kerrigan. Una, I think, actually was taught maybe Marie Barrett at the time, and then she had her daughter Patricia. Yeah, taught dance then for Seamus Kerrigan. Patricia McSwigan, um, God rest her, she was taught by Seamus Kerrigan as well. Deadly. So it's so, like so, so it's kind of, Mr. Kerrigan kind of had a conveyor belt of talent always total coming conveyor, through. Conveyor belt. And yeah. at, at that time, then, Q, I suppose with all them teachers, would they all been teaching the same style, or would there have been a certain style you had to follow in them days, or would it have been would it have been people trying things well, different that, or anything? At, um, because there was two organisations, 
Yeah, and the and Irish dance. So just for people out there, would you t- yeah. say the two? I am I'm a member of the Ancogel, and then uh, Patricia McSwigan, She was a member of Uncommission, so she was. And there was no real difference in style at that time. It was just two organisations that split in 1969. Wow! So that what, what was the story behind that? Coup? I think it was because it had something to do with the Gaelic League. Yeah. That was the Gaelic League. I seemed to be in charge of Irish dancing at that time. Yeah. Um, the whole lot and the depth of it, I don't really know. But then there was a group of teachers that decided that it wasn't going the right direction for them. So they broke yeah. away. And then so they formed a new organisation called Encoal. Nowadays, there's about maybe seven, eight, nine, ten organisations. Jeez. So there are so it's, the it's got really huge. Oh, it's huge. It is, it is actually very big. Now, the, the north of Ireland would be very strong with Encoal. That's your Yeah, that's the organisation yeah. I'm in. And not maybe as big a numbers in the commission as we would have. Yes. So there's. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, standard-wise now and styles, there's not really much difference in styles. Yeah. We're doing the same thing as the other organisations are doing everything yeah. else. The only thing about the commission would be globally they're bigger. Yeah. But we are growing now, so. Yeah. So so uh, um, so what you're saying is. What would have been one time, one organisation going on and getting the sponsorship and the growth mm. and all that there, uh, your organisation now is starting to grow and look as if it can get compete. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, we now have a, we have a world championship since Brilliant. from 2012. Because I met you in the shop and you were yep. going to that, you were talking right. about it. And, so uh, um, that was a big thing for us. So it is. Now, yeah. we do have dancers that come from America to it. Um, we have dancers, when we're, we have branches of our organisation in like Japan, Israel, Australia, Amazing. So that's, Amazing. it is growing, which is great. So, right, so you were there, and uh, so going from primary school, um, your first competitions then, Q, you know, like, uh, how would that all, uh, what age were you then? Like, I think my first competition was when I was seven. Because when I was up in my mother's house there a couple of weeks ago, and I came across a photograph of me um, getting half of my photograph taken at the face, and I think it was face Crinion, which was the South Dairy face that we have here in Draperstown. That was a big had. thing at that the time. That was the big yeah. major thing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that was even big at long, long even before I was dancing and stuff like that there. Um, it, it used to take part out, outdoors, and it was in Reagan's Field and stuff like that. Wow. So that would have been my first face, what I'd say was... So was it in Reagan's Field whenever you first... No. No. That was, that was back uh, in the day. It was, that was back in the day. I'd used Reagan's Field and the grounds of... St. Columns High School. Wow. So it is. Um, was that for that, because that many people wanted to see it? Could? I think it was, and plus the fact, I think the weather was actually better back then. Uh, for them. Like we, well, well, we should say to people out there listening to this podcast, old friend, that I took you away from the hottest day of the year so far. <laughs> I know, and I come up with a pair <laughs> of jeans on me. <laughs> you were actually chatting to me and saying, I was already in Lurn's back party, <laughs> yeah. but I found it a bit breezy. Yeah, I, was, I would do the breeze, like I just like still. <laughs> so so, but yeah, so I think it moved in, and obviously indoors then. So yeah. it did. Um, it more, did it get more control then, and uh, more people maybe wanted to get involved? I think more uh, more people wanted to get involved in it, and again, it was run by a committee, yeah, and stuff. And the parish priests at the time, and I like going back. I remember like at the time when I was younger, dancing it would have been Father Deary would have been in charge. So he would have been the patron of the fish, yeah. So he did. So that was my very earliest recollection <coughs> of the fish, um, and my competition, and then it went from there. And I think I was actually maybe. Nine when I danced at my first Ulster Championship, yeah. So, you even then, it's still at primary school, you were entering the Ulster Championship, yes. which people should know out there. Uh, you have to go through the dairy fish, don't you? you and all these different stuff, forget that, yeah, straight through to get to the final, to get to the Ulster. Uh, and that's sort of like you know, the the, the big fish have been held up in the 
the school, you know, with, uh, with all the dancing, there was the, all the Oh, and the choirs and singers and stuff, yeah. Was that sort of part of that? It, would have been, it was actually a smaller part of uh, Fish Dara Column Kill, yeah. which, was, uh, which was held in Derry City in the Guildhall. So it is, and it was a kind of break off from that, because some of the ones I think, like Godwin, I think it was Ethna Keane, um, was involved in the dairy part, and I think maybe they brought it down at that time. So they had the choirs, they had the singing, and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, like yourself, yeah. we would have sang It's a Fish. Yeah, yeah we did. Sure. So we did. Yeah, yeah. Like we were uh, great uh, singers too. I, like, we were. Well, I wasn't, but well, you definitely well, were. Well, I won. I was talking to Al McAllister about thank you very much. <laughs> I know, all, I got, all I got was a, a silver medal for second. Like, that's all, like, no, that's all I got from the judge was he can sing, but he needs to stand still. <laughs> Well, at those times you would have been a wee bit of a sway, like. Aye, but but Q, it, just for people out there, I suppose uh, young people, um, to be thrown into them competitions, like you, you get it all worked up. Did you? Did you, do, you get worked up in a sense, at, or, or at, well, at that, or did you just that go? Age, that that age, you just think, went. I well, just, that's just right. You just done and it. stuff. Yeah. But as I got older, um, like going to like every competition that I would have went to at, at any weekend. The boys always danced against the gears. There was never yeah. any separation in that. The only yeah, time you would have had a separation was when you went to the Ulster Championship or the All Ireland Championship because they had a boys' competition and the gear, yeah. obviously, because the numbers were bigger. But no, nerves never really got the better of me. I think maybe when I got to my first All Ireland, so it was. I was so a bit when, nervous. When, when you went into St. Columns, right? Were you sort of competing in the All Ireland and St. Columns when you were still um, in St. Columns? Yes. Well, that's an amazing thing. And it was out of my, I, because like, good as St. Collins was about 11. Yeah. 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 So my first all Ireland, I would have been dancing under 13. Under 13. So I would have been out of my age group. Yeah. So it would have been. And that was a big thing yeah. as well, because you're stepping from your own age group into a double age group. Um, and the competition and the standard. And the competition I, and the standard. Would it, yeah. So it was. Yeah. And, uh, but it was, it was just a thing I did. You know, I just went around every weekend. I went to a fish. My mother brought brought me to a fish, where it would be local or Oma, Dungannon, or wherever. You got great support then from your family. Oh, well, they brought me. Yeah, yeah, they brought me all the time. So yeah. that, and that's because yeah. you're saying every weekend it's like I mean it's just like oh yeah, you know, you're out, you're out, you're. That could have been a Saturday and a Sunday. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, so it could have been. And so uh, was that the, the, I suppose for you when you were in them competitions, um, you know, because I remember you at St. Columns mm. and. Uh, um, there would be times, you know, uh, it was like you had the cloak of love and light. You just slipped away, and you were from maybe fourth year. You yeah. were helping Mister Kerrigan. That's right. I would wait. Yeah, because I, I was quite jealous. I knew I was going there. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'd meet you outside the door, as you know. <laughs> you Sometimes we didn't even see the door. <laughs> so, but no, I went to because I, uh, Seamus Kerrigan, had asked, uh, um, would I obviously the principal thing with Tom McGuire at the time? No, that's right. Would I be able to get out earlier? So it was always lunchtime on a Monday. Yeah. I would have right. got out to go to teach yeah. with him and um, Mark Felt. Master McGuire must have been all right with that. He was fine with that. But that's yeah. what your goal was. You wanted yeah. to do that. And too. I think he had, he had known that as well because like my school academic days were just not the best. Uh, like, I sat beside you, so I uh, know. <laughs> you know exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. But and so the likes of um, and the All Ireland you're mentioning there. So you go to the All Ireland and you've got the best of. You were chatting earlier on there about people coming in from America yeah. and people coming in from all. And what age were you then when you first lifted your first All Ireland? I was every year. My first All Ireland when I went when I was eleven, I was runner up until I was eighteen, and I won my first All Ireland when I was eighteen. And was it the same people over? Yeah. No way. Yeah. There was a boy. There was a. A couple of years there was a boy out of Seamus Kerrigan's class from Oma, so it was who would, would have won. Um, and did he become a teacher? Q? No, no, he no, didn't go on to be a no. teacher. But a lot of the boys actually didn't. Yeah, 
you carry it through. But it was every year, and it was getting, when I was getting in about 14, 15, I thought, I can't be bothered with it anymore. Said, What's the point? Because I'm going, I'm getting Aye. second, I'm getting second, I'm getting second. Aye. But I wanted to leave. Um, then I wasn't allowed to leave, obviously, with my mother said, you're too good to be leaving, so whatever. Yeah, so well, kept with it. You know, so yeah, well, that was just, I suppose, mm. for you, that was just... Uh, a stumbling block for them, yeah. but you had to keep like what people should know out there. You stuck at it and showing yeah. uh, Q that if you stick at something and oh, you course. keep at it yeah. and uh, just keep at it, you, you know, you often see about athletes that return to the Olympics over mm -hmm. and over again, then bang, it just happens. Yeah. And uh, it's like at the minute, as you say, you love tennis, the yeah. tennis is on, something could just happen, that, yeah. you know, and that's but uh, I know I even know that through teaching um, the kids in my class who are good dancers. But they're going to then be deflated whenever else and blah, blah, blah. I said, look, that's just one day. Aye. I said, the next day could be completely different. I said, yeah. but keep going. I said, yeah. if, you, if you give up at this stage in your life where you're kind of 13, 14, where I think you're actually very good, you'll regret it down the line. Aye. You know. Yeah. So I kept going. With, at that stage, before I had won my first All-Ireland, All I had already won but three or four Ulster titles. Yeah. So And that's very competitive you as know, well, I would imagine. It was very competitive. It's actually more competitive than what... The All Ireland was because the standard was always better in the north of Ireland. There you go. So it was. That's interesting. Okay. <coughs> why, why would that have been? Or I don't. I think we try harder. Or what I think then? because maybe because dancing was obviously continuing on through the troubles. Yeah. And stuff. So the north. It was, was something just, to focus on. It was something to focus on. Like sport, it was something to like the hurling and the Gaelic yeah. and it was something to give the kids something to do. Yeah. In an evening, so yes. they, they kept the, those teachers at that time kept it going. So I think it was just a drive in them. Yes. To say, well, look, we've overcome this. Yeah. So you can overcome something else as well. You know, That's so. a really good model and uh, showing that, and you always had that in your mind no. then, obviously. So whenever, look, come back to Mr. Kerrigan, uh, I didn't know that he taught all the teachers. Mm. That was very interesting. So what was Mr., I know uh, you might know, but maybe your father would know more, but what was Mr. Kerrigan's story when he arrived? Like to with, Being the first innovator of Irish dancing and balance screen, it must have been, a, you know, at the start, a hard, because he came from Donegal. Yeah. So that's where he was born and it was Castle Finn. Um so he at that he was teaching in Oma at that stage of his life. Then he came to Draperstown with the father and that because the father was the father was a manager of a shirt factory in Claddy, Claddy Corner. And then His father was? Yeah. So he that. was. Uh, then Mr. Kerrigan became the sh the manager of Burns's factory. Oh, in the town. In the town, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't Again, know that. my mother worked in Burns' factory there and it was underneath him and everything else. There you go. So that friendship like, with your family was right from the start. It was right from the start. Yeah. So it was. And so whenever he started off back then, who guided him? You mentioned uh, the priests earlier on. Would it, yeah. Uh, you know, well, he it was, been before Father, maybe Father McGlinchey Nogue or would it have been Probably. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, he was taught by a woman, Nellie Sweeney. And I don't know even how he can come into dancing or how he even ended up teaching out. Well, obviously teaching out dancing here in Dripstown because he came to manage the shirt factory. Yeah. Um, but when he came, like he had a kind of a hassle because that's what he was teaching throughout the years, whatever else and blah, blah, blah. Then you had the two dancing schools in Dripstown. You had Patricia McSweegan mm -hmm. and you had Seamus Kerrigan, who had very little numbers at the time because anybody that went to dancing <clears throat> went to Patricia McSweegan because it was after school which was handier yeah or his dancing was in the evening time and stuff like that there for people and maybe there wasn't that much transport then to your no there wouldn't have been and it was like obviously it was uh, the class was in the hub hall yeah so it was so even people from Mike here and that would have to maybe walk they wouldn't uh, have any transport yeah. so it was handier to stay in school go to school yeah. go to dance class go home activate that interest in the, you know. the craft queue yeah yeah so um 
but I met, but he was I think he was he was a tough taskmaster and he was really he was really <laughs> one of the tough ones. Was he? Huh? Oh, he was. Uh, re- he didn't take any prisoners. Like yeah, because I, I suppose um, he recognised talent in yourself, yeah. and he wanted you to uh, get to that highest standard. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not unlike I suppose they say about. Uh, bands on the road doing 10,000 hours and then all of mm-hmm. a sudden they get really good at it yeah. and, and know what it takes to yeah. and you knew what it took and well you would know part of the, the, the music and stuff like that okay you go to you go to a lesson yeah but you don't go home and do nothing until you come to the lesson the next day uh, you have to put that work in at home that's so right it's like as I always say to my, my, my dancers if you're given homework at school you have to do it when you go home for the next day. That's right. So you have to practice for me for the next That's day. Right. You might have another class in two days' time. So That's it's right. Like anything. And you noticed that, kid? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I did, and I and I was a real disciplinarian, and I, I did practice. Like I mean, I remember uh, my neighbours were probably giving off and shouting because I had music blaring in my house uh, and the shoes coming through uh, walls and stuff like. that. You know <laughs> it's like I mean? a machine gun about you. You get that good, it'd be like a machine gun. It was that fast, wasn't it? <laughs> I remember one night I was down at, uh, at a, a function in Reagan's years and years and years ago. And I was dancing, whatever, and this man came up and says, God, Fred Astaire is nothing. And you and I thought, Christ, I didn't know Fred Astaire had, had great feet now. <laughs> so he had, he could drill like a machine gun. But it was, and it takes an awful lot of work. And what about injuries then, you know, Q? What, what well, kind of injuries would dancers? Touch wood, Pally, I never had an injury. You, you, you were doing it right. I was one of the lucky ones. Ah, but you were doing it right. I was doing it right. Aye. But they have, there's an awful lot of injuries, I'd say in the last 10, 15 years that I have noticed with dancers. And I blame it for being too flexible, you know. Yeah. Because like when I danced, you went to a class. You put Do you your mean shoes flexible? On. Maybe too. Fle- t- too loose. They're lim- yeah, they're limited. <coughs> I think they're too limited because they're doing all these exercises uh-huh. and all this. Yeah. Yes, and they are like when you get to a world championship standard, you have to be good. You like have an to athlete. Be you know what I mean? Yeah. You're an athlete. Yeah. But it's my days. You went into class. You put your shoes on. You were told to get out on the floor and you danced. <coughs> And that was that. There was no warm up. There was no war- cool down. Yeah, none of that. Now, like sports days, the old days, just you get, just got the shorts and the, the trainers on you and away you went. <laughs> Run, you know what I mean? And you came last, like I did. But it's no, it's it's from my days, even in my early days of teaching till now, it's changed a bit. And Q, would that would uh, maybe a silly question, but would that involve? Diets and all now for people. Some of them go into diets. Yeah. So they do. Some of the, I know I have friends of mine that whose kids dance with in commission, and no, you're not allowed to eat that. No, you can't eat that. They go to class. The teacher says you can't eat that and stuff. Uh-huh. To me, it's. In your days, you'd have been raving and all been fuzzy drinks and sweets and chews and Coke bonbons. Aye, burgers and everything else. Like, you know, chips. I know. And there was nothing off it, and there was nothing aye. said to you. Aye. Because you know. that's, that was off its time. Yeah, that was off its time then. But now, because it's got so expensive. Yeah. And people, like for costumes and stuff, like people are going to have to make money. So I think, well, if you're going to be, if you have the talent, you're not going to be stuffing yourself in sweets before you go to the competition. So you Aye. understand that. And so going, going back there, um, that was something that was always very, uh, I suppose, flamboyant. Mm. It was the, the costumes. Costumes. And uh, like, uh, so you would have, like, um, you were a multi-champion yourself, which is a credit to the area. And uh, congratulations on that. And you now would have a lot of young ones. Have you got champions within that you now since you... Like, when did you start... When did you take over the business? So, say, you were, like... You know, I qualified as a teacher when I was 21. And I went straight in. I had a, I had a couple of classes established before I finished well, my Well, you had exam. 17 years of dancing before then. You started at four. That's six, right. So, yeah. so I competed up until I was 20. 
and I was studying for my exam there at, that, at the same time. Um, so I actually just went straight into dancing. I helped Seamus Kerrigan as well, as I said. So my school then actually kind of went well, 30 years this year, so I was 21, so yeah. Um, but I have... Are you having a big party? I'm having no party. I had a party for my 25th. Ah, yes, and that coincided with the world championship. Ah. But um, yeah, but I have. I was very lucky. Like I mean, I won eight Ulster titles in a row, wow. and four All Ireland titles. Wow. Then, to date, my class has had. I have had twenty five world titles. If you were in the military, you'd be head of the military. I'd be pure Hitler. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but that, I mean? that's totally amazing. And I mean, even going back to your mama, you were saying in the house, mm. I'm sure um, they're proud as anything. You know, you've got a son there and you've, they've got, oh, they you've got uh, you know, you, they've, your mother has took you to them far flung places yeah. with snow probably falling, Absolutely. ice. You I know. remember coming from Derry Fish one year and coming over coming over the mountain and from Derry Fish and I had just won a championship and I was I was just sixteen at the time and I actually was just to turn seventeen yeah and I had a dance in seniors and I'm going my God that's a big jump up because seniors went right up to twenty but I won the competition and I actually beat the commission world champion and I was wow. glee and everything else uh. so I got this massive big cup so nothing would do that I would hold this cup and we were going home in the car my uh. mother was driving. Couldn't see her fingers in front of us coming over the mountain in fog. Oh, Jesus. I had to stick my head out to tell her where the verge was. So we went out no weathers. Uh, you know, there was uh, actually no stopping anybody. But the commitment was there. You and, have to, like anything, you have to have the commitment. And does, you know, going back then, Q, there'd be, uh, you mentioned uh, fire-flung halls, and I know hmm. what you mean by that, and uh, and cold halls and warm yeah. halls and whatever else. As, so what's the kind of structure now for, say, say, um, a young kid, just say we Mary and John just start off. What's their path to, you know, where you got to, you know, or does it, I know it takes a lot of years, but what, you know, where would their competitions be? Or do you, do, do you run them we yourself? Do for beginners and stuff, we have, yeah. like, as I say, going back years, we just, everybody just danced in the one category. Yeah. It was all called open. Yeah. But now we have beginner A's. Then you progress from that to B, and then you can go to C, and then you can go to pre-open, and then you go to open. So there's five sections. Um, so you have to, you can, we have it for beginners with maybe two dancers. So I would run, I'm running a face here now, down the back row now on the 10th and 11th of July. Yeah, like, I haven't got beginners in because with the COVID restrictions, yeah. I have, I'm not allowed. And is it hard to set up with all going on now and trying to, I'm sure you're to run like a face, to run a competition. This yeah. is the first competition in the North since February 2020. So you're a trailblazer. So I'm, yeah, and everything's going to me, and it's a nightmare. It's not a nightmare because I'm used to setting up uh, fishing and stuff to get there. We just have to do it differently because yeah. we have to. We're only allowed numbers. so many people. And, yeah, and, and at any one session, so we are. Yeah. We have to have all the hand sanitizer and all, all just the usual stuff. Like we have in now, yeah. yeah. And so it is. It is kind of a nightmare, but and and I think it's a great test because there's. I think there's almost five hundred dancers entered from wow. the north, the south. England and Scotland. That's amazing. So there's, so there's the demands there for competition. Yeah, again. yeah. People want to people, get out. People have been starved, Q. They've been starved, and I have been saying a long time, Irish dancing, the art form, is going to die if it doesn't come back. Yeah. And somebody needs to bring it back to, so yeah, we can run competitions. And what's your thinking on that, Q? What, what do you think needs to happen to, you know, what do people need to, people, you know, because you're a great speaker and you're passionate about it. I can pick that up. Uh, do, do, the, do the teachers need to come out and do they need to make awareness? or uh, Teachers uh, need to come, there's a lot of things involved in Irish dancing that um, puts a lot of people off sending yeah. their children to. Yeah. Nowadays. One being the prices, if the kids be good, 
they have to get a costume. Yeah. But costumes are expensive. What kind of price would they be? Keith? Well, there was once we were talking the other day, friends of mine, uh, dancing teachers, and we were talking that um, anywhere up to £2,000. That would last you six or seven months. No way, kid. Yeah. Shoes. My son dances. I had to get him. Two is he the next Q? He's well. He's, he's a bit lax today, is he? I was like, uh, but he, no, he, he is. Like, he, he is good. Like he uh, got fourth at the World Championships uh, there in 2018. That's deadly. You know. So, but shoes. His shoes are for one pair as 140 pound. And they specially bought somewhere. Is there somebody has a hold in all that queue? There's a, there's a couple of uh, shoemakers. Yeah. You have Faze. I think they're Dublin based. Yeah. And some somewhere there's another one. Can't mind who that. But they bring out all these brands. They bring out different names like there's Storms and stuff. Uh, I have no clue. Uh, People, kids and parents in my class say, "What kind of shoes do you think I should get for the better sound?" And my answer always back to them is, "You see if you can hit the floor in an ordinary pair of shoes and get sound out." <laughs> You were wearing goodies and still making clubs. <laughs> there was, but it's just that puts a lot of people off sending kids yeah. to class now. And does just uh, um, then you look over? You were mentioning earlier on about the other world. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, you know the people the and yeah. the commission. So you you're talking then about countries that would be maybe would have a lot of money. Uh, yeah. America, for instance. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so because I remember seeing a program queue. I don't know if it was an RT about. Um, the dresses and the, like the, the wee diamonds and different things on, yeah. yeah, they put on and uh, that they sort of treat it as like, um, I suppose they're used to that dressing up every, you know, as the kids grow up, the yeah. different things. <clears throat> and so does that, there, when that there was happening, uh, obviously units have had to go with the times. Mm. So you've just said there, units have to now look at the dresses yeah. that are good, uh, to, supposed to compete with these. Uh, does that leave it, as you say there, hard for people to get into is there maybe a way that um being a sort of a a cultural expression thing i irish dance is something that maybe the government could come in and look at coup and maybe support uh, areas like this i think or, they tried down south for getting government not approval but something to get involved aye, so that like it, to support it coup i'm just you yeah, know what i mean we and i know like her us as an organization in kogel we took the initiative a way back that kids from the age of five or say four, whatever age you are, till I think it's nine, are not allowed to wear the fancy costumes. That's a good they thing. They have to wear their class costume, which that, is normally a plain, simple dress. That's good. Or you have to wear a, like a skater type skirt yeah. with polo top or something like that there. Yeah. For the beginners. old style key. Old style. Uh, well, it used to be. Because you used <clears> to wear like a waistcoat and a nice I had, shirt. I had a waistcoat, and and trousers, I had, then I had a jacket. And then, and then and you had a kilt too, hadn't you? I had the kilt. Aye. Um, I always danced in the kilt. Yeah. Trousers came in in 96. Aye. So that it's been Bring back the kilt, do you reckon? Was I always said that. Aye. Was it more flowing? Obviously it was, it was more, more flowing. flowing. And plus the fact, if you're wearing a pair of trousers, it can hide multitudes. I mean, if you have a bad shape of a leg, uh, it can hold, it can cover it. Oh, I you know, anyway, so, so when I you're, when you're, so because like you are a judicator now. Yeah. So when, uh, when you're just talking and that there, um, t- t- so obviously then people have to have a certain stance. Yeah. And their leg has to be a certain way. Yeah. So as, so the trousers are an old bluffer that they can, they, they can be. The leg, if you have, if you have a pair of black trousers on you, and a black background, aye, you're covered. You're fine. Aye, you know. But if you aye. have a white background at the back, and aye. then you have, you have that bit of aye. a space in your knees or something. And are you looking at straight all the time? You know, you know. For people out there, say, listen to this cue that uh, they're dancing, and you're adjudicator. What should they watch for? You know, what are you looking for? Well, the first know? thing that I would look for an adjudicator and say, uh, as a dancer, as an adjudicator, and I'm sure any other adjudicator would be the same timing, because. Yeah. 
Yeah. We have to dance in time to music that's been played. All, be fast, all, all movement is time and Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be number one with me. Then you have your carriage. Like we Irish dancers are renowned for their hands down by their sides and stuff like that. They're not allowed to move. Um, crossing off the feet, the turned out feet. So there is um, on your toes. And then when it gets to like, say, world championship level or even Ulster level or even a, yeah. a face at an ordinary Sunday, like that would have good competition. It's a personal choice thing at the end of the day. Yeah. If you have a, a set amount of people that are at the same standard and you say, no, I just like her. I just like her. Uh, she just give me that wee bit extra yeah. or something. You've or, seen something. I've seen something. Yeah. Or else, no, I like that other one, but her elbow just came out when she did that jump. So that's, you're marked down for that. Uh, you know, uh, that kind uh, of uh, so. Uh, so, so, and I suppose when, whenever they're in a sense of uh, being adjudicator, is there other adjudicators there too? Or is there just one? There is. There, years ago, when, again, going back to when I was dancing, there was one judge and yeah. there was one floor, what stage. Now, you, well, up until the pandemic, there would I, I ran a fashion up in October and I would have had four floors going at the one time in one hall. That's mad. And maybe one ho- one floor going in another hall. So I would have an amount of five judges. So you, you, you're different rooms, you mean? Yeah, sort of. It's got to that stage where the numbers have been that are that big now. That's amazing. So, so basically, for instance, if you end up just we'll just use St. Collins as an example, yeah. you would be in the classrooms, taking no, no, in the uh. Just in the hall. In the hall. In the hall, with yeah. two floors going at the same time. Oh, get you. Side by side. Get you, get so you. And so people then come into them competitions. Um, how how do they enter then, Cure? Do they, does it come through all the different teachers? Like, say, you put forward so many and someone, some yeah. other teacher puts forward so Normally, many. Normally, as I say, uh, before pandemic, um, you just went on the day and yeah. you entered on the day. Yeah. Now, because of COVID, um, my, the fish I'm running it's pre-entry because we have we have to cap each number at, mine's just capped at 30 per competition get you but f- no, forever at, at Ulster and World it was pre-entry your teacher does yeah. so it is but n- on a normal weekend fish um, it's just you just go and pay on the day but it's some achievement I suppose to start really young like you did and then get the holy grail as such the oh, big I, one uh, do you know and uh, I'm sure for some of the young kids you're teaching and your own son, uh, it's a goal that he, you know, would look at oh, too, he, you know. He likes, like, he, he does like dancing. Uh, like, he, he, he does like dancing. He likes football, he likes hurling and everything uh, else as well. Um, though he hasn't danced now since se- September 2019 because he got his kneecap disjointed at school. No way. Some boy kicked him in the back of the knee, so that was him out. So he hasn't been back yet. And I was thinking, are you going back? Are you not going back? But he knows they want to go back. So. And it's something that's it's in his blood too. Yeah. Well, talking uh, just about speedy feet and all, mm. what, what's your thinking then on the, the whole uh, river dance and the whole fleet of flames? Because I know that uh, uh, the guy in charge of it... Uh, I can't pronounce his name right, so it'll come out all wrong. M- Michael Flatley. Michael Flatley, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no, Michael Flatley. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So this guy comes along uh, and uh, he uh, obviously comes from uh, Canada, the States, mm. and uh, he uh, there's a bit of music, obviously uh, a great bit of music written uh, for uh, the interview, mm. an interval of the European... Uh, uh, yeah, the Eurovision, U- yeah. Eurovision. And uh, Bill Whelan was the man who wrote the music. That's right. And uh, so what was your thinking when you first seen that there? Um, because I know that uh, I'm sure uh, going back to Mr. Kerrigan and even yourself in mm. your mind, you could always be thinking, like, could we do a, a like a, 
not a play as such, but something, something that, that, that brings everything because you all your together. dances together. You know what yeah. I mean, Ku? So what? 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 Do you think it helped Irish dancing, or did it make it uh, more accessible to the world, or did it help at that time, or did it get more I think people it, involved? It did because that night that it was on the Eurovision, we were actually at the All Ireland Championships in Dublin, so we didn't see it. So ah. we didn't see it until we went back to the, where we were staying at, and. It was electrifying, and like it, it, it was this whole line of dancers and everything else. The only thing that I got that I was a bit not annoyed at, but just said, "Well, there's bound to be good dancers in Ireland that yeah. could have led this dance yeah. for six, seven minutes or whatever length of time it was." Yeah, Michael Flatley, yes, he was a world champion and everything else. He's done. He's danced with the chief. Were you aware of him? No, I was. I was not at that. Well, he's older than he's you, older than me. I'd heard of him. And I knew he had done stuff with the Chieftains because I had done stuff with the Chieftains as well and he had done stuff just prior to what so, I had done. So the Chieftains, the band? Yeah, so I did a couple of tours with them. Brilliant, tell us a wee bit about that coup then. It was um, a friend of mine in Dublin, a girl that I was friendly with, a dancer from a commission. And I had done Coltis tours from 1980... Yeah, Coltis tours, 1988 to 89. I went to... I did the Great Britain tour and I did North American tour twice. Brilliant. Then I did... Um, Russia and North Korea. What was that like? So then? That Korea, was, like that's a great was, place to go if you want to lose weight. So it was. was <laughs> it was really scary. Was it? Like we were. In, was the food not right for you? Or we what? were there for two weeks. Uh, so, what, we were, what, so how did that work? It was. A, it was. A, was that through like a, a government? Or it was through RTE. RTE, yeah. Um, they were doing. There was a, a spring festival in North Korea. So yeah. all over the world came up to, to Pyongyang, yeah. the capital. And uh, so there was a film crew for RT. The program was called Cursey. They came with us and they filmed it and everything else for RT to be shown at a later date. Brilliant! It was exciting, like the, uh, like getting to Russia. First of all, we danced uh, in Red Square. Brilliant! And, and who who's we? Sorry, Kuja. sorry. There was, sorry, there was um, three other dancers from Dublin. It sounds so exciting. So it was. Yeah. There were two sisters, two world champions, and another boy. Paul, I can't remember his second name now. And a multi-All-Ireland champion and in yourself. Myself. But it was great to get asked to go with that. Yeah. Like, I love doing the, the American tours. We did that twice, and I'd say did the Great Britain tour. But Was that with the Chieftains? Just... No, that was with Cultus. And so why did then that after, work? After I did the North Korea thing, yeah. a friend of mine says, I'm on been contacted by uh, Paddy Maloney. She says, would you fancy going to Milan? That's amazing, Kay. God, I have a tour I would do. So I did that with the Chieftains. Funny story. They're the best people to get on with. Uh, and I knew one of the guys in the Chieftains, um, Martin Fay. Yeah. He's dead now. His wife was a dance teacher and his son was a dance teacher and I know them in our organisation and his daughter. But um, they never sat beside each other on the coach. <laughs> they had one and then the space and then one and the space. That was the whole time. They were uh, funny. They never uh, talked. <laughs> but when we were at a gig, it was great. So uh, I did that one there and then I did another one then I think the following year to... With and did you dance on stage with them? Or? Yeah. And so we danced were they, like, did they just do a lament of Irish They songs? did. It was kind of like um, an ensemble <laughs> of reels. Yeah. So it was, or yeah. it might have been a jig, depending. So then we would just, they would do so many bars themselves and then we would come in and dance the two of us together. So That's amazing. And it was great. You know. And like, this is something I never knew no. happened, you know. A lot of people, I, was actually I kept my... I, I, when I was in like an... Like even in the high school, 
I would have kept it quite quiet. Now, there would have been uh, photographs and stuff of me uh, wanting things in the paper. And stuff, well, we yeah. all knew in the class that you were you, yeah. were, you were a champion. But a lot you know? of people, I would never have talked about it. I'd say, you know, I just went on because you're a humble man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that list of achievements, it's a credit yeah. to you. And, and there's not many people can say that they toured with the chieftains. No, and there's not many people can say they danced in Red Square in Moscow. How did that or go? Or in North Korea. How did that go then? <laughs> it was quite. It, it was. It was very good because, and it was kind of like. Uh, was this pre River Dance and all these things? That would have been. When did I do that? Yeah, it would have been because it was 80. I did the coldest tours in 88 and 89, and I did Russia and North Korea in 91. That's amazing. So, so you yeah. were there, you were the fleet of flames, you were the, the fire, flames. you were the fire from screen, so you were the screen, you were the screen shoes on fire. I was, yeah. But you talk about North Korea, no, it was weird kind of place because when we arrived, we the whole office is right. Well, there was another hotel, we were based in one hotel, and then we said, right. Let's go down to the hotel where the rest of them are staying. We'll mingle with them people, but from different yeah. countries. And there was like a disco on, but music, whatever. We were only in about five minutes when the Secret Service came and took us back. <laughs> no way, Keith. We weren't allowed to leave. <laughs> no way. Well, how can we thought, God, here we go. But very strange food. Their their delicacy was dog. No way. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I mean, we I didn't eat anything. I mean, we went to one show. And it was away outside the city. And they came with this, put the stuff down in front of us. And I said, Thank God, it's a stew. I'd be happy days. I could eat the whole thing. What did you? What did you think? Dog. It, was it? Do you think it was a wee poodle? I thought I don't know what it was. One of them Labrador things. <laughs> oh my God, that's my like dog. That. <laughs> but that's what it was. And if, if somebody had a birthday at a, at a meal, um, you got ice cream. So we were all having our birthdays one day yeah. after that. There wasn't a birthdays at all, just to get ice cream. <laughs> just to get something in you. <laughs> it was there. But was we, there any sweetie shops or anything? We went to a shop. Yeah. We found a shop in the city and. Like the shelves were bare. Like there was very little stuff on it. Now we did wow. find dairy milk, chocolate, Aye. we stuff that they had at that time before. We had Pringles, that kind of thing. Aye. So I remember sitting outside the shop, opened the big bar of dairy milk chocolate, and it had a beard on it. It was a year out of date. No way. Was it all show? Do you think just that? Maybe I think it was because Aye. they knew the TV cameras were there from each country to Aye. perform this, so they were putting stuff on. But we didn't have the stuff at Aye. all. But a lot and a lot of the the women, they were the ones that did all the like the work. Road work and all that kind of stuff. No way. It was just it was just a, a weird place. Like. And and so and then you you played uh, you were playing Russia. You were saying how yeah. did that go? Was it did the food get better? A bit better. <laughs> well, we had caviar one night. So oh, I thought you were going to say cat there. <laughs> we did have caviar one year, but you had to watch yourself at that time because you were sitting and people were coming up and they were like, was it rubies or rubles or whatever uh, it was at uh, that time? Um, you had these guys like. Black market people like uh, looking at because we had it was dollars. So uh, they were trying to sell you stuff. What stuff. kind? Of, what kind of good stuff were they trying to sell to you? Well, the, the gears like bags and purses and stuff like that. The usual, you know that kind of way. Uh, but that was fun. We were only in Russia now for two days, so we were. But dancing on Red Square was phenomenal. Like so, it was like it was like, and it's not. It's an uneven brick. So it is. So that uh, made it even. So it was, more, it was tricky. It was very tricky. And was that the same people for the two from same, Dublin? Was, yeah, and, same ones. Oh, and, and so. The, the likes of uh, touring with the Chieftains, uh, maybe they sat apart because you know what? Sometimes bands play that much together. Two together, they want a bit of breathing. <laughs> you can understand, yeah. Because ah, you know, if you had to be, you know, as you say, six months. But talking about places like that there, Coo, Russia and, and all, and you mentioned earlier on Australia and the different the parts of the world. Um, did you ever think when you were younger at any time, because uh, when we were growing up, there was yeah. people heading away to Australia and America and all these places. Uh, did you ever think, um, I'm really good at this, I'm gonna go to go. X, Y, or Z and yeah. and have a go, like because you were in these countries. You know I was. I, mean? I actually th th the first time I went to America, actually just on a holiday, it was in eighty eight. 
and like, I wasn't even teaching at that time, I was still competing. And my uncle took me to a fish in Washington just to watch. Yeah, you're only so 20 it, then, yeah. not right? Yeah, um, to watch it and everything else. And it was in a hotel, and there was five rooms going at the one time with dancers wow. in each of the rooms, and it was massive. And I thought, I said, well, I'd love to move over here. Like, uh-huh. and I always, I've, even throughout my whole teaching career, and I still say it to this day, I would have loved to have went to America and taught Irish dancing. Uh, and only it, for making a the money on it. Aye. And, because and, they'd pay big money for it in America. And because they were a big classes, wouldn't they? Some of them would have uh, huge classes. You know, I know a, a, a guy who had, I think he had 300 or 350 dancers on his book. Jeez. So, so that's huge. Like, look, we never had that numbers here. And it, that, that would be however amount of dollars. A, oh, they, and the Americans would pay for it. Yeah. They wouldn't care. Like, because it's got you know. that international... It is, and because a lot of the Americans obviously have Irish backgrounds, <coughs> yeah. Know, so yeah. they would be into. Yeah. They don't care, and, and so they travel. They don't care. They fly to classes and stuff like. Uh, from our states, yeah, yeah, just go on. And, and I suppose, have you ever thought then, maybe you know, even now that it's you've got a lot of contacts around the world. You were mm. talking about all the different that you'd go out for maybe six weeks or two months and just not live there, if you know what I mean. Oh, I'd go pass live on. now. If I see if I got uh, somebody giving me my green card now, yeah, I'd be away. Right. So what we're asking for here in this podcast <laughs> is uh, we don't know who's uh, listening. <laughs> uh, listening, but if the USA <laughs> available, if the USA teach. State Department's listening, <laughs> this man is a top Irish dancing teacher and he deserves a green I card. I need a green card to get And away. just when we're on so that. Um, Maybe we'll take two and I will assist you. Can come and and you can play your music. I'll play the music. Q so will can. do the dancing. It'll be like a fish in the old of days. Course, the back of the old, <laughs> old, old days. Like. <laughs> so, Q, tell me this. Um, earlier on, you were saying that uh, about bringing Irish dancing, you know, back to the masses. Mm. Your Irish dancing, the old style uh, coming from years and years back. Uh, how do you think... Uh, it is now. Is there is the interest? Uh, is there so much? You know, because when we were growing up, old friend, right? So you had uh, the GAA, and uh, you you know, and you had uh, Irish dancing, and you you know, you had activities wandering around the town. Yeah. But now there's so much kids yeah. can like. This is a magnificent town. I mean, you've got so many things. You're here, and we're here, and the, uh, the youth club, and the soccer, and the Gaelic, yeah. and uh, and the hurling, and they're and, all. Do you think? It, because the parish is bigger now, and that's what I'm thinking yeah. for you. Maybe are, are people aware, you know, and how do how do we get people aware? They don't, because I don't even have a class in Dribbertown. That's mad, Keith. I don't have a class in Dribbertown. That that's is just mad. Three years. So I don't, um, I don't know whether, it was, whether the demand was there for it, but it, I've always said, like, way back, and that's just, it's, it was always the same. It was always kind of like, you would have got a few local people coming, then everybody that was coming to my class were from outside the parish. Oh, so yeah. they were, you know, so I don't know whether it's just, it wasn't available. They thought it wasn't available or anything like that. I did, my class originally was, was in the Hib Hall. Um, so it was, and then I kind of moved from there because it was very dangerous for kids coming out onto this. I get that, you. Busy road. Because it's a so busy road. Very busy road. Then I taught it in the GA club. So that, but then again, there still could be people out there that, haven't got a car that can walk up the straw. Up I get you, yeah, Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And it was like a five o'clock time of the evening. People are coming home from work. Maybe they didn't, you know, didn't, didn't sit, sit the time with. Yeah. But that was the time I had to do because I was going on into another class in Swatra. Yeah. So, but no, I haven't had a class now is about three years, maybe. That's four, mad, maybe. I you thought know. that you would be, you know, this would be your sort of stronghold. No. But you see, it's hard to get in anywhere to teach. 
yeah. dancing because yeah. venues are always packed up. Yeah. And there is, as you say, there's an awful lot of other activities going on which people are going to send them to. I think Irish dance classes aren't expensive. But I think people look into Irish dance and say, oh God, you're not going to that's far too expensive. If you're good, you have to get a costume. You have uh, to get this, that, yeah, that other thing. Yeah. We well, can go to GA where it's free. Uh, and you can do that and you can do this. Do you know that kind of uh, music and stuff yeah, like that yeah, there? Yeah. So there are, I do have kids in my class that are in everything. Yeah. And it seemed to kind of juggle it, but I know the mothers can say, because it's running here and it's running there and running there. Because there is an awful lot nowadays to offer them. And, and that's a good thing, yeah. isn't it? Of course uh, it's a good and, thing. And Where back in the day there wasn't. Yeah. And, but, and saying that there, like, do you think then that, uh, like, we talked about the, you know, the, the different groups in America and over here and all. Uh, obviously they have a lot of sponsorship. Yeah. Um, is it something that... Well, they sponsor... They, they, for the, for them, for people to come... And I know even though with the Americans, that our organisation over there that would be coming to the World Championships now, we're supposed to have our World Championships now in November. Will that be in Dublin? It's in Killarney. Killarney. Yeah. So they fundraise themselves to... to, to oh, right. To gather for... Because obviously all the class in America aren't coming. You only have a handful that would be yeah. eligible to come over. So they fundraise themselves. But that's expensive for people. I would imagine you so, yeah. Do, you have accommodation yeah, to do. Yeah. You have to buy the rig out and everything else. And, I mean, you're not going to come from Florida to Killarney for two nights. No. Do you know what I mean? So it's a, uh, a two-week thing. And it's a know. big thing. It's a big thing. Yeah, and uh, and for, uh, I suppose, like anything, um, for you, it's the importance of keeping the tradition going yeah. I would imagine and so what kind of you know because you mentioned there like uh, I know like ourselves you're probably mad hours you know mm. do you work uh, I suppose during the day or midday no. or evenings or what way is your work my class would be start normally about five o'clock in the evening yeah and then go right through to maybe nine yeah half nine depending on do you going. stay in the same place or do you should I just I have the same venues every week yeah so they yeah um, so they come to me and they have to go to two classes a week. Yeah. That's what you have to do. But um, depending on coming up till a major championship and that I could be there to maybe 10, half 10 on a night. Yeah. Just finishing off and getting them ready and stuff. And that would have been then when I would have been doing like Keely dancing, team dancing and stuff like that. Aye, well, but, what does that work? We didn't mention anything about no, team it's dancing. No, it's not happening now at the minute because you're not allowed to take hands. Aye, yeah. So you're not. Well, that happened, obviously... You know, I don't know. Well, everybody have to come out with gloves. Well, I, I, I don't know because people. Were, we had a. I'm on the executive on on, on for our organisation in Dublin, and they were saying, well, we couldn't run it with teams because you're not allowed to touch hands and you have to be two meters apart and you have to be this, that, and the other thing. But nowadays, like you're going into shops, you're sanitising your hands. You're not really two meters apart from the person that's in a yeah, shop. Yeah. So you could sanitise your hands before you go on the stage. Yeah do what you have to do and sanitise when you come off the stage. Yeah. I don't think it's a big major deal. It you sounds know. like uh, you're like ourselves in the creative world mm. that it seems to be that the creativity again is forgotten about. Yeah. You know, that, that is an old tradition, yeah, but isn't that's, it? And that's, that, that, will, that would be lost unless it comes back now, whenever. But it'll take a while because we have exams in the, in the, what the, that we do with our dancers. And part of that exam is Figured it, Keely dancing. Yeah. So we couldn't do it this year. So we just, we had to, that had to be adapted, changed to suit the exam where we just says, right, can you show me a movement in a figure dance? Oh, the kids did get you. So they did it that way. But there's no touching hands or none of that. So and it, I hope, because I was a big advocate for figure dancing. I've like won many titles from my school. I know you have. I, yeah. You know, and I don't think it should be going. And, and I hope was, was the Keely dancing, uh, 
Was it always alongside the it Irish always, guy, the yeah. solo? Yeah, it would always, always would have I remember there. being up at the festivals yeah. and then you would always see that. Yeah. And uh, it was a big thing cause, because, as like anything, probably maybe the same in, in your business. Not everyone can be a champion dancer, yeah, or be a champion musician yeah, or whatever, yeah. or singer or yeah. whatever, Mickey. So the other kids are there, love to be on a team, yeah, because they have a chance of winning. Yeah, it's taking you know. part. Yeah, it's taking part, and, and it gives them that extra outlet as well, and rather than doing solo dancing over doing a group dance, because you could do anything from a four-hand reel up to a sixteen-hand dance. Yeah, you know, and uh, they, they, them uh, uh, team ones, they seem to be older members, isn't that right? Yeah, you can go up to what age would people well, go up well, to you that? Can, well. The age groups are right. The Cayley dancing is over at the Ulster. It's over sixteen. The world it's under eighteen and over eighteen. Yeah. So you could be anything up until a dancer of 22, 23 years of age. Because remember, Desi Martin had a great yeah. Cayley dancer. Oh, they had. They had ones. There's a friend of mine who's a dancing teacher now from Newry, and he danced in Ulster championships and, and team dancing. I'd say until he was in his forties. There you go. If not even his <coughs> early fifties. But that's showing you can you know. keep 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 at it. It's an exercise. It's, and, it's keep you fit. and what about you, uh, Q? Will you keep teaching and teaching, or do you want to go into the adjudicating world? Or is, you love no, the well, teaching. No, I still keep teaching, and I still judge, and I'm also a grading examiner. Yeah. So, um, so you're busy with all. I'm busy with, and you're on. Things. You're a part of the. Uh, I suppose you never thought in your day that you'd be part of the actual uh, organisation, and they're guiding it. No, no, because each each branch, because we have uh, uh, branches um, throughout our organisation. So then, in those in those branches, then you have a chairperson, you have a secretary, and you have a treasurer, and you have a PRO, and you have a, a, a delegate. Yeah. So I'm the delegate, and I'm vice chair at the minute. So it gives these teachers that, and I mean, I have put eleven. Dancers through their exam who've now qualified as teachers. Wow! So that, that are part of our branch that we, we're so mid Ulster branch. So. It's you're strong. It is. It's it, they'll continue on in their areas. Yeah. Do you know that yeah. kind of way? So it's, that's really good, but isn't it? Well, you need you need that. Uh, you know, and, because I think if there's none of the teachers coming out, it's just going to you're there. The stagnant. It's not going to go anymore. It needs to you keep know. going. But again, this pandemic has stopped everything. Yeah. It's even stopped exams and uh, stuff. Yeah. Like that, yeah. You know, yeah. So. But but we're coming out of it now, aren't we? Kate? And yes. you're talking about your fish just I'm up behind us, yeah. which is, uh, would that be the first one that's in first Ireland? One, that's the first one in the north. Yeah. So there was one in Waterford last September. So there was. But this is the first one in the north since February 2020. That's brilliant. So, so you're at the helm again. Balance screen as usual, first out of the hockey. It's the first out of the hockey to do. It was trying to get a venue. Right. That I could. A big it. enough one. Uh, a big enough venue that I could do run the competitions and give the, the the children a platform. And normally I run my my events are normally run in the Glen Avon and Cookstown or in Balahi GA Hall because they have two halls back to back. But of course GA halls are not they're not open, so you couldn't yeah. be done. The hotel would had to take weddings, which is their priority because that's yeah. their business. And then I was sitting on the house one day. I said, I wonder what about the back row now? I said, I wonder what it's been years since I was in the back row. And uh, so I rang up about it and they said, No, that's grand and you have to Risk assessments have to be done and all this has to be done. And then I had got the, the entries were coming into me from two weeks ago. They closed yesterday. So I have 450, 450, 480 dancers, I think, that are entered to come to the That's huge. Kid. And I'm thinking, so I'm only allowed 30 dancers at a time. So that would be 30 dancers and 30 parents, one Aye. parent per dancer. Yeah. Then the three judges in that hall, a musician, then the helpers. And I'm going, I never get through this in two days. So then I went up and asked if the new principal of the school could have used it there. So I'm using there to, to alleviate numbers. 
Get time wise, you know, so so it's two venues running for so, one day. So, so it's St. Columns. St. Columns is on the Saturday morning. Um, it'll be about it'll only run for about four hours, and then that's the school's finished yeah, then, and, and then the rest finishes down here. Brilliant. And uh, so, what about the likes of uh, now? What way do you see the future of Irish dancing? I have I have a kind of a, a in the back of my a worry of my own about Irish dancing and the way that it's it's going because. The other guy that I did the podcast with there way back from Texas, he has asked me the same question and he says, do you like the modern stuff that's yeah. now coming into dancing? Yeah. And I says, look, as a judge, I have to sit and judge what comes out in front of me. Yeah. I says, I teach modern stuff in my class. I says, but to me, I'm a very much a traditionalist. I says, where I like rhythm yeah. and everything like that. I says, no, there's, there's new things coming into Irish dancing. It's kind of like um, tap dancing. There was ballet stuff coming. There was like, the skater turns that they have, ice skaters have, oh. and those kind of oh, things. Sort of, they yeah. turn, yeah, 360s or whatever they are. And it's kind of like, where will we end up? As it, you think, describing all them things sounds very contemporary. Mm. You know, that there's... Well, it has, it's, gone, yeah. it's got that way. Yeah. So it has. Um, but it's just, there's no, Is there any control over that? You know? Well, the only control, I think, the only control over that would be if somebody comes out just like everything else, if somebody came out and won a major championship just doing the basic trebles and stuff yeah. they got there and dancing, yeah. which mine have been doing, yeah. people are folly suit. Yeah. But I think it's an, influ it's an influx and an, an influence from, we always say from America. Because yeah. they're all, the commission was always first Do you think it's things. because they're growing up in different cultures? Do I think so, I mean? because then, they're taking stuff in. And uh, then you have the shows, like Riverdance, that they had their show where they had the Irish dancing, and then they had the tap dancing ones from America yeah. come into that there, and then they yeah. had the flamenco and everything else. So people are trying, which is good to see something yeah. different yeah, coming in. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. don't take it too far from what it's meant yeah, to be. Yeah. That's my thing. Uh, and, I says, and he says, well, if you were judging somebody came out and did the tap dance, and I says, look, as long as it's done properly. Ah, uh, yeah. So you're open to so, it? Oh, I'm absolutely open. Uh, and I do teach. Yeah, but you don't want it going too far don't, away. You, you don't want you yeah. don't want us to take it away from its uh, origins. Wouldn't even, yeah, yeah. Well, they won't even recognise it. Uh, and uh, well, as I say, with I suppose with your organisation mm. and the way you're structured, um, I don't think that'll happen overnight. No, we are very traditionalist. Yeah, and do you? Uh, Ever meet in the middle, the, the, the other group and yourselves? We, or is it like this sort of, you know, I'm the clan of the I McKenna guess. clan. And, you know, know, these guys are in our clan. We d the only face that we ever would meet at would be face Dirty Colum Kill and right. Derry. Right. So, is, is, like so is. is this a tribal, like a real... Well, you'd have... Is there love in the room or is it respect or is it just, why aren't we just one organisation? No, it's, yeah, people have asked why are we not one organisation. Yeah. Well, first of all, now at this stage, it's too big to go to one organisation yeah. because the There's numbers too that many they voices, would have. Is it? No, not even the fact that, just the numbers, Pally, yeah. that would be competing. I mean, yeah. a world, the Commission World Championships run for a week. Ours runs for a week. Yeah. You join the two together, you'd have to have two weeks, like, and people don't uh, have that time. Uh, you know, and then it would have to be another big qualifying event to be able to go. But, no, like in Dairy Fish, and I love going to Dairy Fish. Um, actually, I was to judge it when the pandemic came in. Uh, so that, that was one of my things that I would love to have done was to judge Dairy Fish because the two organisations come together. Brilliant. You can see where so it's, it's at now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I can sit and I can say, well, yeah, because I'm from Uncogel doesn't mean to say I like you, but uh, I love this commission one. So yeah, yeah I'm going to give her first because yeah. she done what I liked. Uh, you know, that kind of way. Uh, so it does. My dancing days when we did Dairy Fish with the commission that, it was hostile. 
Was it I? They were booing and everything else. No way. Oh, they were. It was. It was mad then. But it was good at the time. Like it was yeah. a good crack. But it was. It was hostile. And so um, I'm sure to have a victory in that at them days. Absolutely. That, uh, that was a, a big thing. Yeah. So it was. And, and then they had because this because you had two judges. You had you had a judge from our organisation, a judge for their organisation, and. People were saying, oh, yeah, well, he's going to give to the commission one and he's going to give to the Cobra uh, ones. Yeah. But no, that never worked that way. Uh, they judged yeah. what they saw. Uh, you know. It's what you, what you were. It was the audience didn't agree with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <anything else. laughs> and there's one thing I'm sure with any parents, to be quite vocal. I'm sure your own are vocal. Uh, is not oh, what it's about. Can you expect that? Well, I would expect that, but I said, like, do not be letting yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> or let me do it either. But, Q, yeah, is there anything else within your world that um, you would like to add? Like... Um, I know, I remember we were on about uh, Mr. Kerrigan down in the furniture store. Yeah. That's, I remember you down, you're all, you guys, beside me, Aunt Angela's. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and uh, it's now uh, Spirin Electronics. Electronics. That's right. And your father worked there. He well. worked there, he worked there and then he had the thing and then there was another furniture shop then come in there too. So, but, yeah, he was, like, he, he was, an, like, Seamus Kerrigan was an auctioneer as well. Yeah. So he was. And then he was, he dealt with, he sold furniture and stuff like that. And, just like his dancing, he was like cutthroat in his businesses. But uh, it was naturally, he was a businessman. It, it was a business, and that was what yeah, he had to do yeah. and stuff. But um, but yeah, he he came like I used to have to go with him on a Saturday morning to Oma to the class. Hated it, yeah, because I'd been out all week at the class, and uh, then I get up on Saturday morning. What uh, oh, do I have to go like again? But I went, and it was an all day affair. Like he was, he taught he taught dancing class from eleven o'clock until six o'clock that evening. It's a long hockey, yeah. Yeah, you know, and all weathers, wow. snow going over that mountain, over Toma, going over that wow. and snow and everything. And he taught right up until he took Unwell, still teaching, so he was, wow. was still driving to classes and stuff like that. And he must have produced some great dancers he over the years. He produced many and many and many a champion in solo dancing and team dancing. He was like and the same and curl of Irish dancing. He was, and then like, like that, he did trips as well. He did. He met the Pope. He took dancers to meet the Pope. No way. Yeah. Um, when was that, Keelan? Or was that, that down was the, in the 70s? Pope, Ireland, no? Or? No, he went to Rome. No way. So he did, yeah. Um, do you remember Joe Shivers? Do you remember Joe Shivers? He was from Castle Dawson. He played the accordion. Yes, yes. He yes, went with him to yes. play the music for the dancers. And he that. drove a lorry. He drove a lorry, that's yeah, right. That's right. Um, he went with him to play the music and stuff like that. And then that's where they went. They met the Pope to dance for the Pope. And then he did all the places like uh, Bergen and all those places as well. So well, he well, he, looking at that there, I mean, um, Irish dancing and Irish dancing from Balance Green hmm. has been on the world stage yeah. many times. Of course. I mean, uh, you were in, uh, <laughs> I won't say the world in, uh, Mr. Kerrigan ah, at the, the Pope, opposite, and, yeah. you know, and that's amazing. And, and it is an outlet for Irish dancing that you, that you maybe have the chance to tour a world. Ah, like you take the, the shows now, the people that were in those shows, um, that were in Lord of the Dancing and River You Dance. had some people you I knew in there. Damien O'Neill was in, uh, yeah. started off in Lord of the Dancing, it was in River Dance. Damien so was from Macrofelt. From Macrofelt, yeah. And uh, so uh, he was your student. Yeah. And uh, how did that feel for you to have somebody well, on the world stage? He went, like in he, was, went in 1996 or 97, was it? I think it was 97, maybe. Um, and he was kind of coming to the end of his dancing career. Wow. So they did that. I also had the chance of auditioning for River Dance. In '96, and I was at uh, the All Ireland Championships in Cork. When I got the phone call, I rang home to my mother, and she's up oh, phone here. You're to, I go, yeah. I'm in. It was the audition was in Derry, I think. Yeah. 
but I was in Cork, so I didn't do it. And uh, it just, it just didn't happen at the time. It was, I was probably, it was too late for me because I was teaching. Uh, so I couldn't, I wouldn't have actually given up my my teaching to go on a tour thing, much as I would have loved it. Because uh, you'd you know done I mean? about a tour. But I'd done about a tour. And, 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 you and would have I probably done pretty well that, uh, at the uh, audition queue. Uh, well, I, I possibly were because they were like, and at that time it was all good dancers that were getting into the shows. Yeah. Now, not so much. They're just taking dancers and you know this, and they obviously the train because at the, the, like any of them uh, shows that have great impact. Mm. That's always the best at the start, isn't it? Oh, it says like anything. I mean, I went to see both shows at the beginning, and I didn't like Riverdance. Loved Lord of the Dance, and I think then it che- now in the last few years it's changed. Yeah, love Riverdance. Yeah, for the simple fact, traditional kind yeah. of thing in it. Yeah. The other one to me is tacky. <laughs> so just the other one, as I suppose, trying to capture every foot movement of every style every, of, yeah. uh, you know, f- from different dances yeah. around the world. And they're, and things. It's, it's, they're great shows. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. fantastic yeah. shows. And yeah. great opportunity for people to get into shows and stuff. And and I was dancing like musical hangout. You can carry that with you throughout your life. Ah, uh, yeah. And what yeah. about young Damien then? Did he continue? He teaches. Yeah. He has a school of his own um, as well. He's also now an adjudicator as well. So, so that's what really makes me feel old. And a couple <laughs> other t- teachers of mine are, are now adjudicators. And I'm going, yeah, I need to get out of this job. I'm getting too old now. Ah, you're so, all right. Um, but um, I don't know what I would do if I did leave it. Cause I've but Bikui, it's your blood and it's your love yeah. and it's uh, a passion. And you mentioned earlier on there what people should be aware of. It's about giving a platform mm. to young people. You mentioned that yeah. just earlier on. And I think that's the most important yeah. thing because you've been in this game so long uh, through thick and thin mm. snow and ice as you yep. say and everything uh, you had great commitment from your parents mm. and Mr Kerrigan as well he's seen the talent in you and I don't think you can just disappear see something that's in you it's well hard to of course it is Absolutely. You know, to take that's away why I see, as a teacher and I see ones that I know that could be very good and they just decide no I'm giving up and whatever and I'm going why it's a uh, waste of a talent uh, yeah you, you know? see it and you know and Continue it on, even if you don't want to do competition wise. Yeah. Continue it. Yeah, and and you know. I, like obviously you would have other people that continued on. Would oh, you? absolutely. I, yeah. yeah. And where would the biggest sort of um, movement at the minute be for Irish dancing? Which town or is it a city thing or? Um, no, because it's actually around every townland you would go to. Uh, There's a dancing teacher in some GA club. There you go. In the country, it has got so big. It, like at the time, as I say, when I started dancing, you only had Seamus Kerrigan, Patricia McSwigan, Una uh, McGuigan, uh, May Allen would have been one as well around the South Derry area and Antrim area. She would talk. Then you had Eugene Smith came in as well to start teaching Marfelt. Was so he then, a guy that you you danced against? He, no, he was a few. He's uh, Eugene's older than me. Older than you? Yeah, he's older yeah, than me. Yeah. Um, but then they had classes. Then they had te- they produced they produced teachers, teachers who are starting to go out, and yeah. then they're producing. Te- so it's a it's a cycle. Uh, aye, but that it sounds like a very positive cycle, you know. Oh, it does. I mean, yeah. and there is like there's not like about say seven or eight years ago, I had a massive school. Uh, I had a massive school of Irish dancing, so I had. But then everything else to get, they grow up and they go uh, out, yeah. and they go do their own thing. Maybe they might some of them might keep up dancing, some yeah. of them might not bother yeah. doing yeah. dancing. And stuff like that, so it goes around. Um, but no, I think it's it's great. It's a great tradition to have, and as I say, it's easy carried. You never lost it once you've learned it. You n- you'll be able to do. Yeah. Seamus Kerrigan used to say to us in classes, 
Learn your Irish dance, he says, because you'd never know what part of the world you're going to end up at. And if you're like in America and they all love the Irish people <laughs> coming over and they say, can you do Irish dance? You can get up and do a jig. He's, but he's right. Absolutely. He's right. And she, you can see it all over the place. Isn't yeah. that what people love? That, of course. That, that, I suppose it's that culture, it's yeah. that tradition. Yeah. And you have been a great uh, attribute to that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know any of them stories about you travelling around the world like no. a rock and roll star and uh, having to eat. <laughs> if only, <laughs> Having to eat. Oh! <laughs> if only. And, uh, no, people, people should know that and I think uh, they will know, know it now after this. Well, and it was a great experience and it was like somewhere I would never have been. Uh, it's I mean, a brilliant thing. Like you don't just say one day wake up and say, well, I think I'll go to North Korea for a week. I know, I know but you, you couldn't know. write the script there, could you? No, all sitting, uh, You know, us sitting in the columns. And then I do nothing. <laughs> do absolutely nothing. But that's amazing. Uh, yeah. But so for any young person out there, uh, for yourself, like... Uh, like, you know, how do they how do they make contact with, with the McKenna School of Dancing? Well, they have a Facebook page. Yeah. So they have, um, or they could just look up the number or whatever else. Um, if they want to get in contact, they want to start a class, or they want to come to a class yeah. Yeah. somewhere. I mean, the nearest tradition I teach at the moment would be in Desert Martin. Yeah. The G, but again, the GA Club's not open. A great tradition out there for yeah. the Irish dancing oh, over well, the years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there is. So, um, yeah, they can get through the Facebook page. Yeah, so, so Q McKenna School of Irish Dancing. Uh, you've been a fantastic mm. guest, Q. No, totally enjoyed uh, it, and uh, reminiscing thank, over years. And, stuff I, like. and we'll not tell half the stories that people no. shouldn't hear. No, you know, no, 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 uh, definitely not. The you know, ones we keep I was, I was, in, I was in wee flashbacks there about some of them. You know, there was one in a certain Mrs. Such and Such's class. Oh, what <laughs> I was talking about that there not so long oh ago. Oh my God, Q. So was. And, uh, I was. But, it was hilarious that day. Uh, and, so uh, so we've had our moments of we've crisis. Had our moments, yeah. We've had our mm. moments of crisis. And uh, and I, I, I had a wee flashback of that the other day too. You've been a brilliant guest, Q. That's uh, all thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us. Informative and everything, so I, it was brilliant. And uh, as I say, it's always great talking to people on the Small But Massive podcast and having you... Q McKenna talking to me today it was magnificent so all I can say is or I should say we get these out Q we're, we're doing a wee series of ones and okay. they'll all come out at yeah, the same the time, time. Yeah. and well, you'll get the right. lessons and uh, I don't think there's anything incriminating any liable that's going to hit us no. uh, apart from the oh your food <laughs> <That would be. laughs> uh, yeah. a lot of wee rennies and a bit I'd of have to be grand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of heartburn juice yeah. but uh, thanks very much Q and all the best in the future and uh, you've been a great guest Cheers to you. I want to ask one thing. I always say to people, and you're the first one ever, Q, that actually can dance, right? I always say to people, there's a wee bit on that floor there where people go up and dance. I have attempted to go out the side and dance with them, <laughs> but I am pure shit at it, right? So we're hoping, I don't know if you can d dance a couple of wee moves for us without music. Ah, I could surely, right? Yeah. And, and for Tierney, just to capture it, if I let him set it up. Tierney, or Nathan, did you get any wee Irish jig music set up? No? Oh, I see, I forgot it. So, I could just do a cappella. Do you know what we want? Is that the one? Jig. Yeah. Is it? Right. We a jig. We know that. A jig, right? Uh, so, I should say at this stage, uh, we can't get one of the best dancers uh, ever in uh, uh, this area uh, to come and not to dance. Uh, I would love to say that I would dance as well with him, but to be honest, it would be shameful. <laughs> Never mind. So, what I'm going... What I'm going to do is I'm going to hum in the background and hope that I'm humming the right fucking tune to Kiwi. Hopefully uh, I'll be able to stay in time. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I'm humming it right. After have to be talking about time. I'm going to find an Irish dancing jig. Tony, are you in the yeah, phone I now? I might have one on my own phone now. Have you? Like an Irish dancing teacher should have music Aye, on their phone. If you want, I'll stick the mic on. Do you know what I mean? We have one, Nathan. Right, let me see. Uh, I have to check up. 
I Ladies and gentlemen. I would need to have one that would go for an over 50. So. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got a super duper, super fast feet. Yes, yeah, super flame feet. He is Q McKenna, School of Flames. That's the man. We all right, Daddy? Yeah. Good, yeah. Are you all right, Kate? Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. There's a flag going on in here, Nathan. Yeah, uh, I'll take it up. Uh, Where is he? Can you hold on, Isaac? Is that alright, Nathan? Alright. So, welcome to the fly. Flies over, you all missed it, good people. Thank you, King. That was brilliant.